0: Hello guys, welcome to the first FIFA Donnie's podcast ever. Today, we're going to be talking about our Premier League 21-22 season predictions. We're going to start from 20th place, we're going to build up to the Champions League spots and finally to the title winners. Okay, so let's start off then. We're going to start from 20th to
1: 18th. Who's going to take this first? Henry,
2: do you want to go? Yeah, sure. I'll I'll go first. Right. Let me just get them up. Right. As bottom place, I'm sure a lot of people have got this. I've got Norwich. You know, it happens every season. They come up. Yeah, they've made some all right signings. You know, Leeds, Malou, and that. Not enough. Just above them, I've got Brentford. You know, yeah, they beat Arsenal. And I think they got a draw in their last match as well against Palace. But their signings are just dead. And you need to make big signs when you come up from the Championship. And then in 18th place, I've got Newcastle, because all they've signed is Joe Willock. Their team is pretty, pretty awful, to be honest. Sam Maxman carries them most, week, most weeks, and Steve Bruce is just not the man for Newcastle, I think.
0: Fair enough, mate. Rohan, I guess you're up to next, mate. Go on.
3: So, in 20th, I've gone for Norwich as well, because they struggled in their first two games. They were against very good teams, but it's still not a great start to the Prem. Uh they've had a good window, but I just can't see the players making such a big impact as they should do. So in 19th, I've gone for Burnley. I honestly hate their play style. It's just sit back and wait for a counter-attack in the last 10, last 15. It's I hate it. So I, I hope they go down. And they've also had a really bad window, so they're no improvements. And 18th, I've picked uh Watford because they've they've had a decent. Uh, transfer window but again they're just a club i can't see staying up
0: all right i'm gonna go next because mine is basically the same well it's exactly the same as rohan's 20th place norwich simply not good enough i don't think they've got enough goals in them timu puki's been found out um since 2019 so i I don't think he's gonna get over um six seven goals this season um, Burnley same thing with them I, they don't pose any attacking threat they're just an annoying club I really do hope they get relegated I've put them at 19th and I also believe Watford at 80. I think they're going to finish 18th they're also going to get relegated I think it's going to be tight but I just don't think they're good enough to stay in the Premier League for another season
4: I will lead on from that I I as all of you have, put Norwich 20th. What I like to call them is yo-yo FC. They go up and down and they never stay up. And then in 19th, I'm going to go a bit bold. I'm going to go with Southampton. They haven't been that amazing. They've been okay, but I just sense them going down. They haven't got the quality to stay up. Although they have made a couple of good signings, but I don't think they can stay up. And then 18th, I'm going to put Crystal Palace I just don't like the club to be honest and they're not they're not that good they're a bottom half team and I think this year they're going to be
0: forced out don't you think that Southampton like compared to other teams like Watford or Burnley don't you think they they've got you know more of an all round threat and more all round ability and more squad depth why do you think they'll go down
4: that they're a better club than the likes of Brentford Burnley uh, maybe even Watford but I still think that Southampton they're just not they're going to have a shocking season and Brentford are going to stay up along with Watford and Southampton are going to go down
0: Fair enough mate Farhad give us the final relegation zone predictions
1: Right so I'm putting Norwich at 20th they lost Emi Wendia and he was probably one of their best players. And from the matches so far, sure, they've played pretty good teams, but come on, let's face it, they've been absolutely rubbish. Um, Next, at 19th, I'm putting Southampton. Uh, They lost Danny Ings, and they lost Ryan Bertrand. But, I mean, they have James Ward-Prowse and brought Adam Brunswick from Blackburn, but I still don't think they'll stay up. And at 18th, I put Watford. Sure, they have Ismaili Sol, and they brought in Josh King and Danny Rose, but let's face it, Watford are Watford.
0: Absolutely. All right. So that's them done. Now we're going to move on and we're going to say 17th place up to um, 14th. Okay. So who'd like to go first on this one?
4: I would like to leave this one. So in 17th I have a team that have just been promoted Watford. I think they've got enough to stay up but they're not gonna. They're not gonna be making any moves. They're just gonna be fighting for relegation, and then in the last ten game weeks, they'll they'll push, they'll push out of that relegation zone. Then sixteenth, Newcastle. Uh, as Henry said before, Alan Saint-Maximin, he's the only main threat they have, and I think he's going to be the man to keep them up. In fifteenth, I've got. Another newly promoted side Brentford um, we've seen them beat Arsenal who are in some people's eyes a good club some people's eyes not very good club but they're still part of the big six a big name to beat and I think they've got the quality to to get to get fifteenth Then fourteenth out of wolves they've lost their manager they are. They may lose one of their main men, Adama Traore. And who knows the news about Jimenez? Will he start playing again after that horrific head injury from last year? Who knows?
0: All right. I'm going to start off with another team that have lost their manager in Crystal Palace at 17th. I think they've brought in absolutely the wrong man. I do not rate their transfers, although that might be a bit controversial. I, I think I've watched them in the last two game weeks and it's just they've just not been up to par. They had a, quite a lot of chances last week, but they um, they missed them. Noel Gallagher wasn't good enough for a goal. Um, ben Teke, they need to replace him. Same thing with Jordan Ayu. So I think, um, yeah, they, I think they might just avoid relegation as they're accustomed to do but yeah i'm putting them at 17th at 16th is newcastle for me as henry said they're just um you know they haven't made any good signings pretty dead team uh, drop back not really enjoyable football and doesn't win you games um in the premier league because of how good um other teams are attacking 15th i've gone for brentford it's maybe higher than others would put it, put them but i believe in them I don't think they're going to do as well as mid-table, but um, they're looking solid so far. Got a good result against Arsenal, as you've already said, um, Aaron. Uh, Southampton uh, is at 14th for me. I think they're going to be decent, um, but they've lost a couple of key players in like Yannick Vestergaard, for example. I think that's going to be a major loss for them defensively. So, yeah, I'll put them at 14th. Ryan, would you like to follow that up, please, mate?
3: Sure. So, at 17th, I've gone for Crystal Palace. Uh, they did sign two good centre-backs this window. However, the loss of uh, Eze is not very good for them because that he brings that kind of spark in their attack that they need. He's really creative and he's a gri- bright player for the future. I also think they constantly rely on Zaha, which is not good. Uh, in 16th, I've gone for Newcastle because they never really go down. They... They also signed Willock, who's really... uh, I I rate him. From his last season, I think he was quite good. Uh, St Maximum's very good. And Wilson, he looks class. And then 15th, I've gone for Leeds, because uh, I don't think they'll continue as well as they did last season. They did well, but I just don't think they're going to do as well. Their players are very good, and they do have the players to do it, but I just can't see it happening. And then 14th, I've gone for Arsenal because I honestly think they're awful. Their their team has no chemistry. They don't look like they want to play and they spend too much money on players such as Pepe and Ben White who who really haven't performed. Well, we need to give Ben White some time, but Pepe, too much money.
1: Fair enough, mate. I think it's a bit Arsenal, 14th, it's a bit low, isn't it?
3: Uh, I, I'm not sure I, I do think they're awful I, Again, I, I'm a Chelsea fan So I don't like them So I just hope they do well uh, bad as well
4: Fair enough, fair enough. I've I do agree I with you, Rohan With the transfers They are very I think they are Overpricing these players Odegaard, I think he, he's got the potential to be quite good But the money they're paying for him I don't know what they're expecting He wasn't amazing on loan and uh, also Pepe signing, their most expensive signing ever, hasn't really shown much. All he's done is nothing, really. He hasn't done, he hasn't improved their team that much. And uh, I feel like if Arsenal have a lot of money and if they knew what to do with it, they could become a great side. But I I do disagree with how low you've put them there.
1: All right, I'll go next then. I've put Burnley at seventeen. They, to be fair, they do have a pretty good manager in Sean Dyche, and they have a decent keeper in Nick Pope and defenders Ben Me and James Tarkovsky. But goals, like every season, might be a big problem for them. <clears throat> Their new American owners could help uh, Sean Dyche give like the f- financial backing he deserves, so they could place a bit better than seventeen, but. The next I've got, I put Brentford. I reckon they'll do pretty well for like a new promoted, newly promoted side. I reckon Ivan Tony will start picking up on the goals, and they did bring in uh, Frank Onyeka from Midland, who I think will definitely help their team. And then uh, next I have put Crystal Palace. Um, they've got Patrick Vieira as their manager, and I really don't think he's that what good. Um, they do have Zahar as their big hope. Um, But they lost a lot of their experience, such as Gary Cahill, Townsend, Sacco, uh, Van Danholt. But they brought in uh, Chelsea defender, Mark Queehy from Chelsea. Um, And then at 14th, I'm putting Newcastle. They always seem to to do better than expected, especially with Callum Wilson and Alan St-Maximin. Joe Willock has signed from Arsenal after a successful loan last season, and he will help them to do better.
0: All right, Henry, finish it off.
2: Uh, well, I'll start off in 17th. I'll, well, I've got Watford there because I'm predicting to go down. I think, as we saw against Villa, they've, they've got goals in them. I mean, three goals is, is a lot against what is a pretty decent team in Villa. It's just whether they can defend or not is, is what um, relies on them, whether they go down or not. Uh, I've got Wolves 16th because, to be honest, they've lost their manager and I've looked at their, their business in, 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 in the summer and, and they've done they've done nothing. They've signed a left back for under 10 mil. I think that isn't they've I still think they've got enough quality to stay up, but I, I don't think they'll be pushing for anywhere near the top 10 this year. And then 15th, I've got Burnley because you know they're one of those teams that just stay up every year. You know, you think, oh, they haven't signed anybody, but Sean Dice manages to get the best out of what is a pretty, pretty awful team. And then lastly, I've got Southampton in 14th, because you know, I think Adam Armstrong, that's a, that's a quality signing. You know, we, saw, we saw his goal against um, Everton, which was pretty class. He, he wasn't great against Man United, but I still think he'll come good in, in um, the Premier League. And also, you know, that draw against Man United as well shows they have got enough quality to stay up, I think.
0: Fair enough, mate. Quick question everybody's put Burnley really, really low. Does anyone have any suggestions as to any players they, or any positions that they need to improve on? to maybe push themselves further up the table? I reckon they need a striker, if
1: I'm honest. Like, they're, every single season that they've been in the Premier, they just haven't got that many goals.
0: So, yeah, definitely a better striker. Yeah, I completely agree with that, mate. They need more goals, absolutely.
3: I think maybe somewhere in the midfield would be a nice um, improvement. Maybe someone like uh Sander Berg from Sheffield United... He's quite a good player, so that would be a good signing for them.
0: Yeah, and he's playing the Championship right now and he's definitely not that low quality. He's he's a he's a good player and I think he needs to get back into the Prem. All right, moving on, we're going to do 13th place to 11th place and then we're going to move into the top 10 after that. So, Henry, mate, can you start us off here?
2: Sure, let's go for my 13th place to where I put Brighton. Uh, they've they've had an excellent start to the season, but you know, just like Southampton last year, you know, you see these teams that start off really well, but they they they, te- they obviously don't have the quality to to sustain a push for anywhere near the top ten. I think so. I, I'll I'll put them down in 13th. Then twelfth, I've got Leeds. You know, the only signing of note is Firpo, and you know they could lose Rafinha, so I wouldn't see them pushing for the top ten either. They, I think they'll finish similar to what they did last season. Then 11th, I've got Palace, you know, quite a lot higher than everyone else. But everyone's saying, Oh, VR is the wrong man for the job. I think if Chris Person were near relegation, you know, he'll be sacked. And then they'll bring in a new manager in, he's probably more stable. They've got quality, you know, Eze's injured at the moment, but he'll come back towards January. And Zaha, we know his quality. And they're signing from Reading, Elise. He apparently he, he's a lot of quality. So I think that they can they can push for top ten, but I don't think they'll quite make it.
0: All right. Also mine now. At 13th, I've put Leeds. I think they really should have done a better job um, in the transfer window. Jack, They brought back Jack Harrison, which is a good transfer. He was decent for them last season. Um, but apart from that, Junior Firpo, he's a bit, of, a bit of an overrated player and I don't think it's enough to propel them further up the table. Um, at 12th, I've gone for Wolves. I mean, they're a solid side. Uh, watching them over the last um, two uh, game weeks, they haven't got that sort of finishing ability. I think they had a total of 52 shots over, a, uh, over the stretch of two games. And um, I don't think they scored nowhere near enough the amount of goals uh, that they should have. Um, but I think that will sort of come back um, with Raul Jimenez easing back into Premier League action. At 11th, I've gone for Brighton. They've, as Henry said, they've had a brilliant start and they've brought in some really good players in Wakanwepu, I think he's going to be a really good player in the midfield this year. Young from Salzburg. Um, also, they've brought in Moises Caicedo, who's one for the future. And yeah, I think we should look out for him. He's Again, he's a midfielder. They've got top quality players, like really top six quality players, Champions League players in um, Yves Bissouma. But I think they won't break into the top 10 because they do not have a prolific and um, consistent striker. All right, so at thirteen, I put
1: Wolves. Uh, despite Nuno uh, going, I still think they'll finish in the same place they did last season, especially as their main striker, Raheem Jimenez is back. They also, they got rid of uh, Rupert Triccio, but brought in Jose Sarr, who is a decent goalkeeper. And Traore, on his day, can run any defence. Um, at 12 I put Brighton. They strengthened their midfield with Nwepi from Salzburg, but they lost Ben White to Arsenal and Davy Proper to Einhoven. If they were to d- sign a better striker, like Ed- Odson Edward, who are they, in talk- they who they're in talk, they would easily get high in 12. Uh, and then I put Leeds. Um, with their Bielsa ball star, I reckon they'll stay mid-table. Uh, with Calvin Phillips' clear display of class for England at the Euros. And with Banford's hope of repeating his goal scoring feats of last season, they're sure to even be top 10 contenders. And then you signing FARgo will benefit their defence massively. Ryan,
0: would
3: you like to go next, please? Okay, so 13th, I've gone for Brentford. They've had a decent start and they've got a couple of good players. They've got Tony and Webu, and they signed on uh, I'm not actually sure where they signed him from, but I can see them doing well for a newly promoted side. And then 12th, I've gone for Wolves. So they've had the return of Raul Jimenez. They've also bought um, Trincao and Jose Sarr. Although I think Rui Patricio going to Roma is a massive loss for them. And I, I'm not, I know Jose Sarr is a good keeper, but I really think Rui Patricio was a great keeper. And I was very surprised when he left. And then 11th, I've gone for Southampton because I think they made good signings in Adam Armstrong uh, as a replacement for Danny Ings. I think that's a really good idea for them. They haven't won a game yet, which is very worrying, but I can still see them improving and improving during the season.
0: Fair enough, Ran. I think I have to disagree with you, but I think you put Brentford a little bit too high considering 56% of newly promoted teams since the start of the Premier League have um, gone down. And, I don't know, Brentford haven't been looking like an exception to that. I'm not saying they might get relegated, but I feel like 14th or mid-table is a bit too high for them. All right, Henry, uh, would you like to go next, mate?
2: I I was just going to agree with you that I think we're around to put Brentford far too high. I mean... There's always that one promoted team like we saw in Norwich in 2019. They had that, you know, good start, you know, beating Arsenal. But, you know, their squad is, is nowhere near good enough to e- exceed a probably, probably a relegation fight. You know, I'd say the highest they could get is maybe 16th. Nowhere near 13th.
0: Absolutely, mate. Um, Aaron, I believe you're going to go next.
4: Yes, it is my turn. And 13th, I am putting Burnley, who... Not everyone is really rating that highly. I don't like them either. They're a bit dirty. Their style of play is just a block, some blocks at the back and wait until the last 10 for a counter-attack. That's what they do. And I think it's going to be difficult for some teams to break that down. That's why I'm not putting them in near the relegation zone, but they're going 13th for me. 12th is a team I hate. I hate their goalkeeper after last season. I hate. I've hated their striker for ages. And I hate their cam. I'm a Liverpool fan. You may have guessed it. It's Everton. They're going twelfth. Um, you know what? They're just not a very good side. Richarlison. Um, he's his ego is a bit too big for me, and he's he's not really got the ability to back it up. Uh, those who that's who I'm putting twelfth. And then eleventh, I'm putting Brighton. I really like Brighton. They're one of the not-so-big clubs that play really good football. Um, They are... Last season, you could see against Liverpool, even though Liverpool weren't in that good of a spot, they're still... um, They were still quite decent, and Brighton could beat them without playing like Burnley, and that was very astonishing, and I really like the way Brighton play. They've had some good performances so far, That's why I'm putting them higher than most people
0: have. Okay, some controversial placements there, Aaron. Um, Next, we're going to move on. We're going to go 10 to 7. So we're going to stop. We're going to see who edges out of the Champions League spots. Um, Farhad, take us away, mate.
1: Right, so at 10th, i put Everton. With Rafa Benitez coming in, Everton is sure to finish in a pretty respectable position. And Josh Townsend and Demai Gray, serious goal threats, But still, quite a lot will rest on Benitez, and I think personally he's a class manager. Arsenal, I've put at 9th. Despite their class youngsters in Saka and Smith-Rowe and their class left-back Tierney, uh, whose legs look like they're made of literal twigs, I doubt they'll place higher. In fact, I feel like I'm being pretty generous by putting them this high. Um, and 8th i put David Moyes, he did a pretty good job last season I reckon he'll do it again this season, but maybe not to such an extent as like with the extra fixtures of the Europa League I don't think their squad depth will be able to handle it uh, and then at 7th i put Aston Villa with the 100 mil departure of Jack Grealish Villa made quite a few good signings such as Danny Ings brought in to join Ollie Watkins in attack also Leon Bailey will add pace in a threat out wide, or Emi Bundia will bring quite a lot of creativity to their side
0: I agree, mate. Aston Villa are looking really dangerous this season. Uh, Ryan, over to you.
3: So for 10th, I've gone with Brighton because they've had a really good start. I really like their defence with Duffy and Dunk. It looks very solid. But I do agree with you what you said. They do lack a striker. So before the window ends, they really do need to get a striker in. And then ninth, I've gone for Aston Villa. I really do like their signings. They've got Danny Ings, Emi Buendia, and Leon Bailey. That's very good. However, the loss of Jack Grealish is, is is massive, really. But they did get a lot of money for him, which is really good. I just don't see him doing as well as last season. And then uh, eighth, I've gone for Everton, because I, I like their attack. Uh, Calvert-Lewin and Richarlison are very good. I think Townsend will bring something to them, but I disagree with Farhad saying that he's a goal threat. I, I don't know. I, he's, not, he's not that good. Uh, I do think their defence is also very good. And then seventh, I've gone for West Ham because their attack is very good as well. They've got Antonio and Ben Ramos stepping up and their defence, they've got Fao, they've got Cresswell, Ogbonna. It looks good. They also have started very well as well. They've got many goals. Although, I do agree with Farhad with the squad death. They haven't got enough for the Europa League, FA Cup and Carabao
0: Cup. Ryan, would you say that uh, Ben Rama will be able to fill uh, Lingard's spot, you know, because of how successful he was during his loan spell last season?
3: Well, if he carries on as how he started, I do think he can do something as well as he did. Although... It's more of a replacement for Felipe Anderson, who they sold. But I do think that he can do as well as Lingard did.
0: Right, Henry, mate, up next. Okay, right.
2: So, tenth place. I have gone and stuck Aston Villa. You know, people are saying they're going to finish because uh, of the loss of Greenwich. but Danny Ings, Emmy Borendier, and Leon Bailey—those are three class signings. You know. Before you had that one reliance on Jack Reyes, now you can sort of spread it out across that sack. And then you've also got the likes of Ollie Watkins, who, they, who they've already got. Then ninth, I've got Everton. You know, they've still got obvious quality. They've got Calvert-Lewin. They've got Rodriguez. They've got Mina in defence. Pickford, if he can replicate his form in the Euros, I'm sure they can finish higher up. And then I've got Arsenal in eighth because, you know, some people were setting them to come, you know, below tenth, but I think... Arteta will be gone by Christmas and they'll bring in they've, got, they've still obviously got loads of quality Aubameyang Lacazette you know all those types you know they've got quality to come near the Europa League spot near the conference spots whatever and I think they'll they'll get close but you know their poor start will, will hinder them then and finally I've got West Ham seventh you know that are, I think Moyes is sort of showing that you he, he can actually manage your team for once and you know they've, they've obviously got quality Ben Rahman is showing his quality off and they've got the likes of Declan Rice. I think they can they can get towards the conference slash Europa League spots.
0: Henry, if Arteta does get sacked, who do you think would be a worthy replacement?
2: I don't know. I honestly don't know because I, you know, there are. I think there'll be managers that get sacked in the similar sort of time frame that could then come in. I, off the top of my head, I can't think of any manager who's currently not employed that could probably replace him. You know, but. You know, I think they'll bring in someone who's, who knows the Prem, who can come in and then just steady the shit. Sort of like Chelsea did in, after they sacked Mourinho in 2015.
0: I think they need to do exactly what Chelsea did. And I think they need to bring in Antonio Conte because him, plus a couple of signings maybe in the January transfer window, because I think it's too late for them to do anything more in the summer. And I think they could, um, you know, revamp their hopes of finishing high in the table and getting European action. Aaron, you're second from last on this one, mate.
4: Okay. The, these next spots were very difficult for me. I'll tell you the teams I'm putting there. It's out of Arsenal, West Ham, Aston Villa and Leeds United. And at 10th, I'm putting in Leeds United. I love the way they play. They've had, they had quite a good season last, last season after getting promoted with Bielsa, else ball i love the way they play they're gonna they're gonna be 10th and that that's just what that's what's gonna happen uh ninth i'm putting aston villa it was in between Leeds and aston villa who's going 10th ninth, but i'm putting aston villa ninth. greenish is a huge loss as everyone said but i think they can recover well from it with 100 million that's a lot of money to work with so they've, they've had quite a good transfer window in my eyes and i think they can they can Go for ninth Um, then in eighth I'm going to have uh, West Ham they were very good last season pushing for European football Um, now I feel like David Moyes can carry them and take them to eighth and then seventh is Arsenal I think 14th is a bit too harsh but I don't think they're going to be touching European football um, Arsenal seventh is what I'm going for.
0: So, that's a bit high for Arsenal considering their absolutely disastrous start to the season.
4: You know what? Start, starts is not the end. We have, what is it, 36 games remaining. We have 36 games for them to get to seventh, which is what I think they'll do. And Against some of the lower teams, and uh, yeah, that's 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 why.
0: Fair enough, mate. I'll finish off with my predictions at 10th. I'm putting Arsenal. I mean, we've everyone's discussed um their future pretty much. Um, I don't, I don't think they'll be able to get European football uh this year unless unless they make some radical changes quickly. Uh, at 9th, I put West Ham. I think they're a really solid side, but there's just so many good teams in the Premier League this season. Like any other season, um, I feel like they would really be in in contention for Champions League football even. But this year, I think there's just too many um, teams and they don't have enough squad depth to be able to compete with others, such as Everton, Tottenham, Leicester. At eighth, I've gone for Aston Villa. You know, I don't think Jack Grealish was... Uh, that huge of a loss I think they recovered really well from it and Aston Villa were never a one-man team they had a really good core I think Ezri Konsa's really underrated centre-back and John McGinn is brilliant is brilliant in the midfield I really um, like uh, John McGinn and Leon Bailey Buendia Watkins Ings they've got lots of options up front and um, they pose a real attacking threat at 7th I've gone for Everton I think they're looking really solid this year. Um, You know, Calvert-Lewin, he's got a bunch of goals in him every season. And if Richarlison can just stay on track, stay fit, stay focused, I feel feel like he can be a top um, goal scorer and also creator. All right. So now we're going to enter top six territory. We're going to start off with the sixth place, and the fifth place, I think all our results are going to be pretty similar, but we'll do six and five and then we'll go on to the top four. Um, Rohan, start us off here, please.
3: OK, so the five and six I've gone for are Spurs and Leicester. So at sixth, I've actually gone for Leicester below Spurs. I really like their defence and that replacement for Fofana and Vestergaard is it's a good idea. Although they do keep bottling the Champions League. Um, And then at fifth, I said I've gone for Spurs. I I honestly think they're going to do really well this season. They've made insane signings in Christian Romero and Brian Gill. They look really confident. Kane has also said that he's staying. Son's a world-class player. And Tanganga started really well. Uh, And their manager's great, Nuno.
0: Fair enough. Uh, Henry, follow that, please.
2: I'm, I'm going to agree, agree with Rohan with Leicester in sixth, you know. I think I think they have the quality, you know, Tielemans, Vardy, Madison, Soyuncu for final when he's when he's back. Uh, but I, I think that they'll do worse than last season, you know. I think they'll fall away towards the Europa League spots. I think in the Europa League himself, itself, they'll go out in probably like the round of 16 or something. And then fifth, I know I'm going to receive a bit of backlash from this. I've gone with Liverpool. Because, you know, the only signing they've made is Canate. You know, last season, the only thing that kept them, you know, in Champions League spots was Salah's goals. You can't rely on someone to bag those amounts of goals consistently. You know, next season, yeah, you've got Van Dijk back, but it, it also hangs on whether he can reclaim the form he had before he got that injury from Pickford. And, you know, the team's ageing. Firmino can't really score. Marley has to reclaim his form from before last season. And I think they won't do that, and I think they'll come first.
0: Okay, I'm going to let one of the Liverpool supporters talk next. So uh, I think Aaron's raring to go. Go on, mate. Yeah, I need...
4: Yeah, you said Salah was the only thing that kept us at in, th- in top four. Um, season prior to that, we had actually won the league, if you forgot. Um, Salah, he's going to be on form without a doubt. He's already scored. Jota, he's on... he scored twice. Mane, he scored. Veldra van Dijk is back and he's, he's looking good. He's, we, can't, we haven't seen a lot of him, as he hasn't played the best sides, but he's looking good. Matip, as his partner, he has been astonishing. He's been amazing. He's Mr. Consistent for me. And Simakas, he's, an, he's another amazing, amazing man. We, get, we didn't get to see any, any of him last year. Robertson starts the season injured. Simakas comes and does a, an amazing performance. Uh, Andy Robertson, he's going to be back soon. Trent Alexander-Arnold, let's, let's take a minute and talk about him. He is the best right-back in the world for me. He can ping the ball anywhere. He's improved his defensive game, and, he, and he's not really thinking about the defence either because he's got Veldra van Dijk behind him. Alisson Becker, he's made some great saves so far in the season. He's doing amazing. Everyone's got a new contract apart from Salah, I think, and, he- and no one else, actually. Uh, we've got Canate as well. We haven't seen him. He will be, I think he'll be quite good. And that is my argument against you, Henry. Um, Henry, I'm, I'm going to let you.
0: you reply to that reply. But firstly, um, Farhad, I want to ask you, as a Liverpool fan, what can you sort of, um, you know, what are you thinking? Are there any rumours um, about Salah maybe going away from Liverpool? Why is he not signing that contract with? There have been a couple of rumours, sure, but I know a 100
1: million percent that Salah will be staying in Liverpool. There is no way he's going anywhere else. His, um, his agent is just a bit of a clown, really, on Twitter. He has so much rubbish and pretty much always it's all fake. So, yeah, Salah's definitely staying. All right. Henry, gone.
2: Just going back to Aaron's point, it's very hard to make judgments from the first two games when the teams you've played in Norwich and Burnley. Even if you were to come fifth, you would still beat those teams pretty convincingly. I mean, and you know Salah can be on form, but 22 goals again—you know—he's good, but he's starting to age now. I I don't—I think he'll obviously be well. He he plays well every season, but I don't—I don't think he'll quite bag 22 goals, and you know. You know, Trent might be good, you know, your midfield, you got what Fabinho, Henderson, but as they get older, they'll also get worse. You know, you, you've still got your team is essentially almost identical to the, the team that won in 1920 in the night in 2019, 2020, 2020, season. But you can't just rely on that team forever. You've got to change it up a bit. And you know, you've let Shakira and one Alden go, and you haven't really bought anyone to replace them.
0: Okay. Right. So I think most of us agree. Uh, five and six is going to be Leicester and Tottenham in whatever order. But um, apart from Henry, who thinks Liverpool's going to finish um, fifth. OK, now we're going to move on to the top four. And I think I'll start this one off. I'm going to go for Liverpool at fourth. I think they had a great start to the season against relatively easy teams. But... I still feel like they'll be able to uh, carry on that form into the next um, games against tougher opponents. As Aaron said, you know, the defence is looking really good, even though they are missing a key player in Andy Robertson. I feel like they've finally found a prolific striker. I mean, Salah and Mane, they're goal scorers um, from the wing. And then Firmino, you know, he wasn't really scoring he was providing, but not to the extent that um, Liverpool and I think Jürgen Kopp expected him to. And Diego Jota, two games, two goals. He's been looking amazing. And I think he's going to bag over, 15, uh, over 10, 15 goals this season. He's got really good potential. At third, I'm going to put um, my team, Man United. I think we've got a really, really good, um, deep squad. And I think we are going to definitely get um, top four this season. I'll put us above Liverpool because if we can get the best out of um, some of the most talented players in the world, like Pogba, like Bruno, if uh, Greenwood can establish himself as, as a Premier League quality striker, you know, if he can learn from Cavani and if they can you know, um, learn how to play together, I feel like we'll do really well and we might even challenge for the title. But I think the title race is really going to be between Man City and Chelsea. And personally, I've backed Chelsea to go and win it all. I think they have come back from, you know, after Antonio Conte left, I think they came back really well. They had a sort of Frank Lampard era where they were going down a bit. But Thomas Sewell came in, revamped the squad completely. They won the Champions League last year. Um, they are doing a brilliant job with the squad. I think almost all the players in there are developing. And earlier today, news came out that Jorginho was going to win um, the, best, the FIFA Best Player in the World award. And he was up there racing it against another Chelsea player in Angola Kante. They've got a, a deep squad. Um, they can compete in three, four, five competitions, and I think they'll still be able to come out of every match with a a, a win as a result. You know, you can argue the same thing about Man City, who I'll put a second, but I don't, I don't know, I really, I don't like the way they play this year. They haven't got a striker, which concerns me a little bit. Sure, you can get results against the smaller size, such as Norwich, uh, Watford, maybe... Um, maybe Brentford and teams like that. But against the top sides, Liverpool, Man United, Tottenham, uh, Chelsea, I think they're really going to struggle and that's what's going to make the difference between them winning the title and not. Go on Aaron, I think you've got something to say.
4: I, I agree with your opinions about Man City and Chelsea. They're going to do well. But I feel like Man City, they are going to be more convincing than you think. 5-0 against Norwich. Not many teams score five against another. The only other team that's done that so far this season has been Man, Man United against Leeds. Man City, I think they're going into the season a bit underrated and Chelsea a bit overrated, but I still think they'll, they'll
0: both do quite well. Before anyone else says anything, I have to say I disagree with your point. I think, it's, I mean, it's only been two games in the season, two games into the season. And so you, you can't really say that not many teams have already scored uh, five goals. And I, I definitely don't think that Chelsea are overrated. I mean, they've just come out of a superb season, winning the Champions League. They've got a top striker in Lukaku integrated into the squad as well, who's scored on his debut and could have, you know, even got a hat-trick, I think. Dedekind, amazing, and I certainly don't think they're overrated.
4: Fair enough, Omar. Um, Who wants to say their top four next?
3: I will. So, at fourth, I've gone for Man United. I think... They've had some good signings in Sancho and Varant. Although, uh, actually, I think Greenwood could potentially be one of the top two youngsters in the Premier League after this. And uh, they were super against Leeds. And I really like the Pogba and Bruno combination recently. And then third, I've gone for Man City. They have a lot of depth, but they've had three important losses. Uh, recently they had the Chelsea loss in the Champions League final and then uh, Leicester in the Community Shield which I I know it's not that big of a trophy but it's still worrying and then um, against Spurs so they don't look as good however last season City did have a really bad start I think they lost like 5-2 against Leicester or something and then they did win the Prem and then second I've gone for Liverpool they've had a bright start and I really rate a lot of their players. Their defence is very good. They've got Trent, Robbo, Van Dijk, and then the likes of Canati and Matip as their backups. Um, also, a new youngster to the brim, Harvey Elliott. Well, not new. He's played before, but he looked really good. Harvey Elliott, I think he's something special. And then, at first, I've gone for my club, Chelsea. They had everything, everything apart from that striker, that goal scorer that they really needed. And then the bottom end, Lukaku, with goal machine that they needed. And their defence is really, really good. I think we've got a lot of depth in the defence as well, as, uh, as well as the midfield. So I, I think we're really strong.
0: Absolutely, mate. You've nailed that, I think. Chelsea have got numerous options in every position. And I have to go back to the Harvey Elliott point. He's quality, he showed real signs of talent. And I think he's got a really huge and successful career in front of him. Uh, 5 you'll go next, mate.
1: Right, so at fourth, I've put, and Omar, you won't be happy with this, I've put United at fourth. Um, even though they have made pretty decent signings and Brian and Sancho, I just don't back them to do well, especially with Liverpool back in form and Chelsea were well good talent in pretty much every area of the pitch. Um, At third, I've put uh, City because I honestly don't think Grealish will have a major impact on City's team and they have pretty decent playmakers anyway in De Bruyne, for example. And because they didn't sign Kane, I think City might struggle a bit up top because I just don't think Gabriel Jesus is a good striker, if I'm honest. Um, At second, I've put Liverpool with... Best centre back in the world back at it, and our new signing Kanate. Um, I reckon we'll definitely be pushing uh 90 points. I reckon, um, all four of our attackers have had pretty decent starts this season. And Salah is come on, he's one of the best attackers in the world as well. So, um, and then at first, I'm saying Chelsea they signed Lukaku, who is one of the best strikers in the world, and after.
0: Last season's failure and team of Honor. I reckon now this season they can push on and get the company finally. Okay, five. You put Man United at fourth. I mean, fair enough. Um, But I just want to ask do you think if we sign um a world class CDM or a midfielder to replace one of Fred and McTominay, do you think that can maybe take us above? Man City, Liverpool, in your opinion?
1: I reckon if you were to sign a new CDM, you were definitely pushing for the first spot and the Champions League for that matter. Right. Okay. Uh, Henry, mate, you're up next.
2: Right. So I'm going to go fourth. I've gone with Spurs. You know, I think Brian Gill and Romero, I think those are two quality signings, you know. Cale has just confirmed he's staying. I mean, he is a 25-goal-a-season striker. And then you've also got Kim, Hung Min Son. And it looks like Dele they could be back on form. So I think that team, overall in the season, if, if they can keep players fit and keep the morale up, I think they can, they can beat Liverpool to that fourth place. Still, I've got Man City. You know, you know Harry Kane confirmed he's going to stay at top no. They They have no striker. I mean, you can say, what well, you're a Pep tactical masterclass. You cannot do well and win the Prem without an established striker. They've lost Aguero and, you know, they only have a week left now to try and replace him with someone who's world-class. Then then in second, I've I've gone with Man United because, you know, I think they've probably had the best window this season out of any club in the league. I think Sancho, you know, that was a long one coming, but that's a fantastic signing. Varane as well, you know, go with Maguire. And it, it looks like Hamavinder might sign to you know, go in for Fred or McTominay. So overall, that squad, I think, can definitely maybe even challenge Chelsea for, for that title. But I'm, I'm going to go with Chelsea for, for the title because, you know, if if they didn't have that Lampard um, start from last season, I, I, I would have backed them to win the Prem. You know, to really show shows quality by winning the Champions League and now they've brought in Lukaku, you know. They already had an amazing squad. You know, you've got Kante... You know, of if he's on form, he could be amazing. You know, Kante, Jorginho, as you said. And they, they still haven't even conceded yet. I mean, I know it's only two games in, but it just shows how good their defence is. They still haven't conceded. So, yeah, that's my top four.
0: Thanks for putting uh, my night at second, Henry. Um, OK, we're going to move on to Aaron to give us the last top four predictions. And then after that, we're going to move on to the top scorer and the top assister in the Premier League. We're going to predict them. So go on, Aaron, finish this off.
4: I think this top four, they're all in it to win it. I think they've all got a good shot at the title. But this is the order I think it's all going to end up in. Man United, I'm going to put them fourth. Uh, We haven't got to see much of their new signings so far. It's only been two matches. But I think that their draw against Southampton, most fans have seen that as a loss for them. Southampton, they're not the greatest side, and a team like Man United should be beating them. But thats nothing is not—you can't really base that and base the whole whole season off that one match. But that's what I think. That's what that's what I think they're going to finish um, in third. I'm going to put Manchester City. I think I don't—they don't really have—they don't—they have, have a striker. They have a backup striker to no actual main striker, which is a bit. Absurd. Uh, they have many wingers. I don't think Grealish have the impacts that they need um, I think they've got enough quality on the wings already and I think they're going to finish third because of that second and first is close but I've got to back my team I'm going to put Chelsea second they have an underrated defence I think they have a strong defence, a great goalkeeper um, they didn't really have the best striker last season, now they've got an amazing signing in Romelu Lukaku. He will be, I think he'll be a goal machine. He will be amazing this season. Um, And then I think their midfield is very strong with N'Golo Kante in good form from the end of last season. Jorginho, he's looking to win many individual uh, awards this season as well. And I think their... They're going to be a very, very dangerous side. I think we'll get to see uh, who's going to be first and second after Liverpool's and Chelsea's clash on Saturday. Um, and I'm gonna put Liverpool top because they're I think they're gonna be different this season. They're gonna have no they're gonna have less injury problems. Jota is gonna be scoring, Salah's gonna be scoring. Still a bit unsure about Mane, but he has scored already. We don't know if he's gonna be that a goal, goal threat he was in 1920. Um, and that's what I think the league will end up as.
0: Some really controversial predictions there to end us off, Aaron. Personally, I don't think Liverpool are going to get you know, that close to the Premier League title. I, I genuinely think it's going to be a, a race to the end with Chelsea and Man City. But now it's time to predict the top scorer and who would like to go first on this one? It's a tough one. So, um, Aaron, all right, you go first, mate. Just finish us off, carry on.
1: I think Aaron's having technical difficulties, so should I just go? Yeah, go on, fine, mate. You do it. All right, so, um, I'm predicting Salah to be the top scorer. As a Liverpool fan, I have to say that. And during pre-season, he didn't score any, but at the start of the season, he did sc- He has scored. And he was also playing incredibly well. So I'm going to say he's the top scorer. And then there's the top assister, I'm going to say Bruno. Um, he played incredibly well for uh, Manu when he got all those assists um, in, their, in their big win. Uh, so yeah, I'm going to say Bruno is going to get the top assistor.
0: Fair enough. Great predictions. I'm gonna say mine now. I think the top scorer is gonna be Lukaku because he's gonna get great distribution from his midfield. Jorginho, I think Kovacic is a really underrated player. Even Kante's passing and his creativity is super underrated. He's got other players around him, Mason Mount, you know, he already got an assist, uh, he already got um uh close to an assist um to him in the uh, Arsenal game, chipped the ball in, uh, great save from Leno. But I think we're going to see that. It's going to be a repeated event. May- Mason Mount to Lukaku. I think that's going to be a really crucial um, link-up for Chelsea this season. And so I think Lukaku will uh, bag the most goals in the Premier League. You know, I think he might even get 25-plus, which it would be a really high tally, but I think he's definitely capable of that. And for the top assist, I'm going to agree... Uh, with Farhad, Bruno, I mean, he's got, if if Rashford comes back and he can return to his level of quality that he had before his uh, shoulder operation, then I think him, Greenwood, Cavani, Sancho, even players like Pogba are going to provide um, uh, the goals and Bruno will be able to provide the assists. So those are two that I'm going with. Rohan, mate, follow me on, please.
3: So as my top goal scorer, I've gone for Lukaku as well. And I completely agree with you. He's got so many people that can provide assists. The whole midfield, even the wingers, Mason Mount, Kai Havers. Uh, he's just got so much opportunity for, to get so many goals for this club. And it's exactly what they need. So hopefully he can do it well. And then for my top assist, I've gone for uh, Bruno as well. It's the same reason, really. They have a goal-scoring Cavani. They've got Greenwood, Rashford as well, who's hopefully going to come back well. And uh, he's a class player who gets many assists.
0: Aaron, do you
4: agree with that? You know what? I agree with the Lukaku predictions from Omar and Rohan. I think Lukaku's going to be amazing. He's scored on his debut. Uh, I think, as you said, you have the midfield that they're, they're going to be quite good, and then you have Reece James as well, being another provider. Uh, and then, with the top assister, I think, I think it's going to be a Man United man. They have some the form of Sancho, Bruno, and Pogba, and Pogba's the one who I think will get the most assists this season. He started off amazingly against Leeds with four assists, and I think he's if he can continue that. He doesn't normally have a good season all the way throughout, but I think if he can do that, he'll get the top. He'll be the top assistant, and that's what I think.
0: Okay, so we've had pretty similar results so far. Henry, will it change with your predictions?
2: I'm going to continue on with the Lukaku trend. I think, you know, if he has the service, Lukaku is guaranteed goals, as long as he is, as, as long as he's not injured, I think he'll he'll be getting one every every, every weekend. You know, he's he's an amazing finisher. You have got the service of that midfield and, and those wingers. It's it's quite hard to not score. But then assists, I I'm going to go with someone completely different. I've gone with De Bruyne. I mean, I I, I he, his passing is just so quality. And, you know, you know you've got people like Sterling to pass you. You know, hasn't got a striker at the moment, but he still managed to find assists last season without you know, that main striker. So I, I'm going to go, I'm going to change up a bit and I'm going to go to Borina.
0: Fair enough. Still a really uh, good prediction. So that's going to round off our first ever FIFA Donnie's podcast. Expect more from us. We're going to be um, doing some Champions League predictions uh, when they come out. And yeah, we'll be talking about more football, Uh, each and every week thanks for listening and see you later guys